I have a nasty confession to make, Adam. Jesus. It's, uh, so did you see they announced, um, Burning Crusade is coming back? Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to finally make an attempt at Wild Vanilla. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I forgot how terrible the questing is. Mm -hmm. It is terribly Mm -hmm. boring, and I don't know why I'm doing it. And there's no hints or anything. No. You have you have better things to do, both professionally and mm. personally. I need to get it ready for when that's coming out, so then I can play my favorite time in World of Warcraft history. It was your favorite time because <clears throat> all the good stuff hadn't come out yet. That's true, and I was you're, a young young lad. You're not too. gonna. You won't be able to recapture that lightning <laughs> in a bottle. I'm, I got to try. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, yeah, it's. I've already experienced. Like I've heard rumors about the toxicity, and I've already experienced it. Like just in the chats going on. Are you on the Republican chat or whatever? <laughs> well, every chat's World a chat. goddamn insult chat on there. Ridiculous. Literally, before you came, I was just moving my ca- like. Literally moving your character from like one zone to the next is like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh there's two people standing there and the guy's like, I gotta hang out with the wifey soon. AF- I'll be AF King. And I'm like, Why are you telling everybody this? Like n- nobody cares. First off, you probably don't have a wife, number yeah, one. It's a blow up doll. <laughs> it's uh I gotta uh, go fuck my blow up doll. I'll be back later, bro. It's a blow up doll from uh Three's Company. Oh my god. Suzanne Summers. My my favorite is um there's this streamer and YouTuber called Preach, right? He's pretty I've heard fa- of Preach, yeah. Is so he reads like all these people's like wow tales and they had one about like e dating and the guy was like bragging about all these chicks and he's nineteen, by mm, the way. Mm, mm. And it's just like mm. oh it was so cringy. Hey, one day you can have your wedding on World of Warcraft if you'd like. <sighs> it's happened. That, that has no, that was the funeral. Uh, no, the weddings have happened. Weddings the funeral is the the big one where they were having a funeral for one of their guild members and they got attacked by the other faction. That's and so funny. <laughs> maybe maybe you shouldn't do it on a PvP raid, huh? Or on a PvP server. Dude, I'm a little bitch. I don't play in those anymore. Your PvE? Yeah. Or I PvE. Just, I don't want to be bothered while I'm playing. I yeah, just want to play it. the fucking game. I get it. <sighs> but it is an MMO. Massively multiplayer, mm. not massively bitch. True. All player. You all, they have places you can PvP if you want to PvP. Yeah. We know, we all know you're at the RP servers. Mm. You're at the Golden Lion oh. cooking up hot slash fix. Dude. Hold like, on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Not me. My name's Adam. Sitting across from me, as ever, is Cody, and he is about to pick up right where he <laughs> left off. 
Cody, tell me more about the uh, the thing, the wow thing. I oh. just wanted to get our name oh. out there. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, right. Um, God, what the? Oh, the uh, the RP stories, mm-hmm. especially the I guess ERP is what they call the erotic version. Oh yeah. There's always like a lot of like uh, it's not just sex. There's a lot of like getting up to the point of sex they like foreplay. Well, not even that. Like convincing the person to have sex with you. Like that's a big, apparently a big thing. Yeah, like, that's one probably person, their biggest fantasy. Well, one person will be like, "Oh no, I can't. This is too naughty." And the other guy's like, "Oh come on," and it's literally two dudes who I don't. It doesn't matter if they're gay or not, but I think one's pretending to be a lady character and one's pretending to be a dominant male character or vice versa. And well, you know, in Shakespeare's day, women weren't allowed to act. So all mm. the parts had to be men, including the women. So maybe they're just uh, throwing back to that time. I don't know. I don't know. And the furries are a big, big thing in there too. They all left Fertopia and all those weird, weird. Was that a game? Fertopia? I think it was called Fertopia. Huh? I never played any of those, but, uh, and Second Life was a huge one for those <laughs> those yiffy fellas as well. Uh, Cody, why don't we talk about Richard Chase? He's yeah. in the news. No, he's not, but he's in our news. <laughs> the ultimate ERP-er oh, right here. Oh, my gosh. I mean, technically, he probably plays erotic fiction in his head constantly. The acid helps him write it <laughs> in his head and live it at the same time. All right. Picking up where we left off, Richard had just met a couple of girls he went to high school with who had invited him to come live with them in their house. And his father thought this was a terrific idea for his son. Richard Sr. was definitely trying to mend fences at Mm. this point. Mm. He realized how much of a shit father he had been (laughs) and is now trying to make up for it. And he sees this as the logical next step, leaving the nest, going back out there. My, My assumption for him is he doesn't really understand what's going on. So his... His way of fixing things is kind of like, if we can just get him to act like a normal kid, everything will be fixed. Like, right. that's kind of my interpretation, which you can't really blame him because it's fucking 19, early 1970s at this point. So what else are you supposed to do? Doing the best you can. Right. Now, Richard Sr. thought moving in was such a good idea. He would cover Richard's half of the rent, purchase him items to furnish his room, and give him a pretty decent weekly allowance to take care of himself. Now, the two girls that Richard was living with assumed he was just going to be the quiet, charismatic boy they remembered from high school, but this version of Richard Chase was not that same person Right, he was the all. angsty, cool kid mm-hmm. that was mysterious, but the, the, the thing about those mysterious, angsty kids... They're only awesome because they're mysterious. Uh, Once you learn about them, they're pretty shitty. I think we've all came to learn nobody uh, stays the same after high school. No. A lot, of, a lot of people change a lot. The girls quickly found out that Richard would frequently talk to himself in a language that was basically indecipherable, more akin to sounds a wild animal would make. He would frequently just stay, sit staring at the ceiling for hours on end. Never mind the fact that Richard's appearance started to deteriorate again, which seems to be a telltale sign of him slipping from reality. Mm -hmm. Because Richard wasn't bathing himself, his body odor was so bad, the girls would have to keep windows open in the house to purge the smell. (laughs) If I don't shower for two days, which I have done, 
if you don't shower for two mm. days, mm. everything stinks. That bad From your though? Balls to your well, I'm not I'm I'm getting to that. I'm saying if you go to Richard level, <laughs> then uh and that doesn't take long. It takes about a week and then you start smelling like so, a, a real dead body. So if you didn't shower for two days, are you under the assumption your ivory spring is poisoned? That's exactly why. <laughs> That's exactly why. I thought my mom was putting uh uh, uh, whatever that rat poison in. What's it called? What did Nanny <laughs> arsenic? Doss? Yeah, arsenic. arsenic. Um, you know what the interesting thing I thought about this is the staring, like at the ceiling. You remember the Amish guy? We covered. He did that same thing. Yes. And I feel like he had similar psychological problems yeah, as the, well. The Eli Weaver, right? No, it's the other one. The other one, Ginrich. Eddie yeah. Ginrich. Yeah, Weaver was just the. <sighs> What was he was like the side piece? He was like a womanizer. Yeah, bit. everybody thought he was kind of hot. Yeah, he was like a, a little hot Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. While living at this house, Richard apparently would just come and go at all hours of the night, nobody having the slightest idea what he was doing. Sometimes he would sleep all day and then be banging around in his room all night long. Again, the girls didn't have the slightest idea what he was doing in there. Now, because at this point it was 1971 and the drug culture era was in full effect, the girls just assume Richard's behavior was from his drug abuse. And as long as he was, he was paying the rent, who gives a shit? Yeah, he's paying his share. He right. can bang around his room all he wants, <laughs> I guess. It seems like the 70s, people are way too forgiving. They're just like, oh, he's just having a good time Free in there. Free love, man. <laughs> Problems would arise when Richard started making a scene when the girls' company was over, such as one time when the girls had invited a few friends over. When their guests first arrived, they were relieved because Richard didn't appear to be home, or at least they assumed he wasn't because they couldn't smell his musk. <laughs> Can you imagine coming home and you're like, oh, they must not be here because I don't fucking smell them. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe he bought, he bought a couple cans of Axe body spray. <laughs> Well, we're going to find out he actually took a shower, that's Holy why, or a bath shit. or something. Uh, I hope a shower. You don't want to be sitting in that Richard Chase soup. <laughs> After having a few drinks with their friends, the girls headed into the kitchen to refill their drinks. When they returned, they found that Richard was in the living room chatting it up with the guests. Great. Now, one would assume, nah, that's not so bad. He seems to be behaving himself. Well, the only issue was was that Richard was completely naked. Oh, he <laughs> so, made it that kind of party. Yeah. Uh, the girls, along with their guests, felt so awkward about the scenario that they just sat there in silence. Not really, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. What are you going to say to uh, uh he's just talking, chatting around normally with his dick out. What are you going to say? <laughs> I don't. Richard, go, go put some clothes on? That is, what I, that is what you should say, actually. Actually, for the 70s, would you say that? Ooh, maybe. Like, it, let it, him be, let him be what he wants to be. Clothing optional house, man. <laughs> Eventually, Richard would get bored of chatting, mostly with himself at this point, and would return to his room for the rest of the night. <laughs> The following day, the girls had reached their breaking point and would attempt to chat with Richard about his behavior. The only problem was that it was such a lucid memory for him. He didn't even remember coming out there and chatting with anyone, let alone being naked. So he was back on like the regular wavelength or mm -hmm. the quote unquote regular wavelength. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, that's that guy sounds nuts. <laughs> Who is that crazy <laughs> son of a bitch? That guy needs help. I don't know if this is common. But I feel like this whole this whole episode's literally gonna be him like going back and forth. Um, I don't know if like 
when you're starting to get into full-blown schizophrenia or whatever, if, like, that's what happens, oh. like, it's just back and forth until it just takes over. I don't really know. That big, that big glob of toothpaste up there mm. is uh, pretty worthless sometimes. It can it can really mess with your life. Toothpaste? In your brain. Your brain. It, so, I, it sounds like uh, that's something Bezos would use. Like, he's just using, like, human toothpaste to brush his <laughs> teeth every day. <laughs> He Human likes the, brain he, toothpaste. He likes the grittiness of it on his teeth. <laughs> he, t- he draws a lottery, and one of his employees comes up, and he just sticks his head. He's like a sticks his toothbrush in there. <laughs> He's like a woodpecker. Just pokes gunk, it. Gunk, gunk. <laughs> the girls were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because he was helping them pay rent, but it was glaringly obvious something wasn't right about Richard. Yeah. So they did their best to kind of hide the fact that Richard even lived with even lived there, but their friends would always ask. You got such a big house. Why aren't you throwing more parties or at least having people over? Mm -hmm. They were able to hide the truth for quite a while, but eventually they would succumb to the social pressure, which will prove to have disastrous results. It was a Saturday night and the girls had a household full of guests. Shockingly, at first, Richard just remained in his room, staring at a wall or whatever he did in there. (laughs) But Richard came to life after he figured out they were bountiful amounts of drugs and alcohol to be had. Oh, yeah. Richard came out of his room and began to chat with the company like any other normal person would do. Was he wearing clothes? He was wearing clothes. Perfect. He wasn't showing the slightest inclination of his usual antics. But as the evening progressed, Richard's madness could only be held at bay for so long. Eventually, he would lay face down on the floor and begin to talk to himself. (laughs) When two of the house guests attempted to help him off of the floor... He began to scream at the top of his lungs until they let him go. God damn. How terrifying God damn. is that? Oh my God. Ah! Uh, and surprisingly, it ended at that for now. That was the worst of it for now. Yeah, so. That's not so bad. No. Face down on the floor screaming. <laughs> at least he's clothed. Well, <laughs> True. Uh, But the girls pretty much thought this was the end of them having any chance of having guests over again. Not to mention, anybody who was there that night were so freaked out they didn't even want to come back. Well, this is where they're not marketers. No. Because this is a perfect (laughs) sideshow attraction. You charge five bucks a cup. People can come in and interact (laughs) with Richard to their comfort level. You get free drinks all night if you can pick up Richard without him screaming. It's the best party game of all. (laughs) Free drinks for the whole night if you pick what would up you Richard. What you call that? Yeah. <laughs> pick up the crazy man. I, I guess, Don't yeah. Don't wake Richard. Don't <laughs> wake Richie. The longer Richard was at this house, the more he seemed to lose his sanity. Richard would begin to buy all sorts of magazines and books about wild conspiracy theories involving aliens, Nazis, secret experiments, also a lot of medical textbooks which he thought could help him with his his ailments but really just helped feed into his hypochondria what is is he going to do with that is he going to rub the medical books on his ailments because he (laughs) i think he can't read them and learn how to fix himself i think he'd be like oh i think this is going on symptoms he'd read it and he'd be like oh i have this like can you imagine if he had web Web md he did because he ordered all the (laughs) all the (laughs) The actual web mds my mom actually had a lot of these books she probably still has them, and it's just like, don't look at them, please. 
breaks out the index, looks at the <sighs> symptoms she thinks she has. Oh yeah. yeah, I think that I think a lot of people fall okay. into that. I have the sniffles, so I clearly have stage four lung cancer. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh shit. <laughs> Gonorrhea? How's that possible? <laughs> As his paranoia continued to grow, he decided he needed some protection from the mysterious forces that were stalking him. So he went out and purchased a twenty-two caliber handgun. Mm-hmm. That he would always have tucked away in his waistband. What is that? How come? How come all these fellas always go for a small twenty-two? I mean, yeah, you. I gotta... think it was cheap. Yeah, I think that's. I literally think that's the reason it was cheap, and it was effective. Sort of. I mean, you got to be good with it for it to be effective. Well, it's always serial killers using it, so they're up close and Ramirez. personal with you. Ramirez, he had a twenty-two and a twenty-five, and it was just two small caliber weapons. The only one I remember who had a big one, big gun, was um, Berkowitz. Oh yeah, the forty-four. Yeah, the forty-four. What about Kempe? Didn't he? He used a tiny gun, but he had huge (laughs) guns, just like he wanted to have them because he was a nerd. I think he killed people with the twenty-two, though. If he needed, he preferred obviously his hands, but uh, yeah. I just imagine him like dressed as a cowboy and like everything's too tiny. He's got this tiny little gun in his big ass hands. Can't get his finger through the. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pull the trigger ever. Uh, Richard then started to sleep in a tiny closet in his room because he figured it was the only place he would be safe. Mm-hmm. When that alone wasn't safe enough, he would begin to nail the inside of the closet door shut for additional protection. Mm hmm. He then discovered there was actually a little entrance from another uh, room that led into the closet, which clearly meant the forces had still been getting at him in the middle of the night. Yeah, they come through the little midget door. <laughs> so he would board up the closet door in his room, then start boarding up the windows, and then the main door leading into the room itself. So nobody can get him. You got to get a nice, nice, good peace of mind. <laughs> uh-huh. And it, sometimes you just got to board up all exits and entrances. I mean, honestly, nowadays, this just sounds like a meth head, to be real. With You're me. right. Yeah. I mean, this is what they do. And then they'd put some foil over the windows to make it completely dark. <laughs> yeah. Now, as crazy as it sounds... Even though Richard had basically barricaded himself in his room, and I can only imagine it was nearly impossible to even chat with him, the girls decided to try one more time at having a party. Perhaps because he had barricaded himself in his room, he would just stay in there. Mm. But to their amazement, Richard would creep out of his room when he heard the sound of people. And again, at first, he was personable to everybody and remained completely calm. He even turned down a joint that someone had offered him. Well, based on the author, that was his DOC Mm -hmm. or drug of choice. He He said, no, thank you. Wow. said, no weed for me, please. He saw the egg commercial. He said, I'm not having no weed tonight. Oh, this is your brain. (laughs) This is your brain on drugs. Problems didn't arise until the guests were leaving. Once everyone was outside, Richard poked his head out the window and yelled, Yeah, you'd better run. Naturally, everyone figured Richard was just joking around, but when he pulled out his twenty-two and began <laughs> waving it at him, they pretty they pretty quickly figured out he wasn't fucking around. What a nutcase. Well, how do you where does that thought come in? Like he's normal and then they're leaving. He's like, Yeah, you better leave. Yeah, get out of here. Where, Stuff. Is he Yosemite Sam? Like, what the fuck's going on here? He is mentally touched. Yes. Oh yes. Finally, the girls had enough of his antics and sat down with him the following day and informed him he needed to move out. Perfect. 
He scared away their guests three times now, and his behavior was way too erratic for them to handle. What did Richard do after being told to leave? Well, he proceeded to go to his room, nail the door shut, and refuse to answer the girls when they tried to communicate with him. Come and move me. Squatter's <laughs> rights, bitch. With feeling they had no way of getting through to Richard, the girls decided to just move out themselves, <laughs> leaving Richard all alone in the house. It had only taken them three months of living with Richard Chase before they had reached their limit and left sometime in May of 1971. Honestly, they lasted a lot longer than I would expect. I would, I couldn't last that long. <laughs> if you had a crazy guy you're uh-uh. living with? Uh-uh. See, it, this is kind of hard to like interpret because we're reading like the highlights. So I don't know... Like, if it was every day they dealt with this, or if it was like... Hey, three times yeah. at three parties is more than enough. <laughs> like And stinky, whew. and he's nailing doors shut and yeah. all that shit, so... You're not getting your security deposit back with <laughs> no. all those fucking nail holes everywhere. <laughs> no. After Richard was left alone in the house, he descended into madness rapidly. His hypochondria had completely taken over, and his constant fear of his food being poisoned caused him to never eat which in turn caused him to basically turn into nothing more than a bag of bones. (laughs) By By the end of May, the landlord contacted Richard Sr., who had to come retrieve his son. Once Richard was back living with his dad, his mental state started to return to normal. He began to eat normally again and started to pack on weight. His father began to give Richard little tasks to do every day, mainly involving carpentry. So he's doing, like... Okay, Richard Sr. is good here because Mm -hmm. he keeps bringing him back and having him pattern himself back into normalcy a Mm -hmm. little bit. But then, as soon as he's away from that control, that's just just the end. We're going to see, like, the two main triggers. His mom, him being away from his dad, and his dad's kind of like the rock that kind of, like, stabilizes him. The rock says. (laughs) I don't know. What is it? What do you... That's part of his Steve sock. Oh. The rock says, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> Surprisingly, Richard was actually pretty skilled at carpentry and could have apparently gotten a job in that field if he so desired. Only problem was, he didn't really want a job. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> but one thing Richard did want his father to get him was a car. Mm. Richard Sr. eventually said, sure, I'll get you a car as long as you get a job to pay for the gas. Mm. This, in turn, morphed into a heated argument between the Richards, eventually leading to the younger Richard being told he would have to go live with the one person who was certain to help him fall further into his madness, his mother. Mm. All over gasoline. Mm. And just because he wanted him to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what it is. He's a a 50s dad, probably later, or or 40s. Kids, they need to work, allegedly, Mm -hmm. so... When Richard arrived back at his mother's holding only a single briefcase of his goods, his mother took him back with open arms. While it appears Richard and Beatrice had avoided contact altogether for some time now, his mother would forgive all past transgressions between the two of them. Oh, great. I'm glad you could be so forgiving, Beatrice. If you remember why she kicked him out, because he strangled her. Yeah. His sister, on the other hand, did not share the same generosity as her mother. She remembered how crazy Richard had gotten. Seeing her brother lying face down on the floor moaning to himself could be (laughs) something quite scary to behold. When Pamela's friends would visit, 
They would describe him as, quote, spooky. I like it. Uh, very fitting. Like spooky molder. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. I've been rewatching some X Files from the beginning when I. Very like, spooky? I just love it. Man, that's a good fucking show. <laughs> it, it is. It's, uh, it's not too crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but not. As crazy as it gets in mm-hmm. the later seasons, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, it's there's some of them where it's like it's creepy because it might be almost a yeah. little plausible, or they make it f- seem a little believable. And now you have the uh, Mega Boys using the memes of David Duchovny from that show all the time, like the like the um, question everything yeah. type of shit. Yeah. Now that Richard was away from his father, who would always dismiss any of the health issues. Richard would begin obsessing over. Now that Richard was back with the biggest enabler in regards to his hypochondria, (laughs) it would create some memorable mother and son bonding moments, such as visiting the hospital at all hours of the day. For example, one time Richard had to be treated for hypertension after his anxiety had raised his heart rate so high it wouldn't slow down. Mm -hmm. Or... When they went to the hospital, and Richard informed the doctors that his stomach had been turned upside down. How did that happen, Rich? Uh, ac- I don't know. The Nazi aliens did it, apparently. How the mm-hmm. hell did that happen, Richard? Naturally, the doctors informed Richard that that wasn't even physically possible. <laughs> they would go on to recommend that Beatrice have her son undergo a psychiatric examination. As no surprise, Beatrice, being someone who had suffered from mysterious ailments her entire (laughs) life as well, probably was used to being dismissed by these so-called medical experts. Yeah. So she believed the notion that her son needed any sort of mental health treatment was hogwash. Well, especially, like you said, she's an enabler. You see this a lot with alcoholics that don't, like, codependent alcoholics, where they say, if you try and tell one of them that maybe they should cut down on drinking a little bit... They'll, the other one will come in and say, oh, she's an adult. She can drink yeah. if she wants to. Yeah. It's all it's all that codependent, <laughs> and that's exactly what this is, but with hypochondria instead. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, sometimes, like, obviously Richard's a terrible person, as we're going to find out in part three, but, man, this just, I don't know. Sometimes I just, like, feel really bad for him because oh, yeah. of his mother. Well, she's ruined, she's ruined his life, yeah. for sure. The, now, the upside down stomach thing was just sort of the start of delusional thoughts for Richard. He started to become obsessed with his bones, more specifically the bones in his head. The root cause of concern all started when he heard his bones cracking in the middle of the night. Hmm. Whether they were actual cracking like they do for everybody or these were hallucinations, we don't really know. But he started to believe that the bones in his skull were grinding together and shifting all about. Oh, he's got tectonic plates, and he's going to have head mountains pretty soon. (laughs) Head earthquakes. Yeah. That's all headaches are, head earthquakes. Yeah, just when your skull shifts are are grinding together. He's literally got Pangea happening on the top of his head constantly here. Dinosaurs running around. Uh, Maybe that's all Pangea was. It was God's earth It was Richard Chase's head. Yeah, right there. Butterfly effect. Now... His fear was only exacerbated when his mother told him that she was pretty certain when he was a baby, the bones in his skull had never actually fused properly. You fucking cunt. (laughs) God damn, dude. Uh, Why would you ever say that to your child? What a nightmare. (laughs) What a fucking bitch. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, Richard. I bet they are grinding together. They never did settle right when you were a baby. 
Uh, both these people need help badly. Yes. My God. This led to Richard shaving his head so he could catch said bones if they happened to move around. Mm-hmm. What made matters worse is that he used a tiny, dull razor to shave his head, which caused him to nick his skin and cause it to bleed. Now, in his mind, this was proof positive that the bones were loose in his head. Yeah, he was like catching the razor yeah. in between his skin and bones there. Mm-hmm. And, well, what he, I think in his head, oh yeah, I guess you're you're right there. I was thinking like the bones were pinching the skin together, causing it to bleed or whatever. Like when you shave yeah. a mole off or something. <laughs> yeah. So like he had done previously, he would stand and stare at his skull in the mirror, watching to make sure that those pesky bones didn't move on their own. Normal. Right. It's regular I do th- stuff. I do this every morning. Regular so. kid stuff. <laughs> Again, he would rush to the hospital and fight with the doctors about his problems. On one of the visits to the hospital, he added that he believed someone had actually stolen his pulmonary artery. <laughs> <laughs> the little little bugger stole my pulmonary artery. He stole that big old tube. I needed that bastard. I think you'd be dead instantly if that thing Ugh. was gone. Do you know somebody was telling me, it was Saya from Instagram, she was mm. telling me about uh, cleaning out arteries, about how they put a little balloon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. that's a nightmare. That mm. really makes me sick, because I hate those spaghetti things. The stint thing, yeah, because it expands and kind of just that. It's like a little, um, um, what are those vacuums they have? The robot vacuums. Roomba? Roomba. It's a little Roomba for your veins there. Oh, it just cleans it out. Like a bottle brush or something. <laughs> That's no good. This would escalate into him believing more and more that certain bot parts of his body were being stolen from him. Beatrice found herself having to drive further and further out to find <laughs> new hospitals because they had become so notorious at the ones they visited frequently. But it seems even Beatrice had a breaking point in regards to Richard. That's so good that they just wore out <laughs> doctors and nurses in a radius. They just have to keep going. Like, oh. I guess they didn't have, like, records and stuff they could share. Like computer records yeah. so they could pull up all the other hospital visits. Like, I'm pretty sure every medical facility in the United States is, like, connected at this point. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't really do this, but, uh, Man, Jesus. it must have been easy to score dope back in the day. You just go to eight different doctors <laughs> and get your Oxycontin or whatever. Well, couldn't you just buy it at the grocery store? Probably. Probably. <laughs> the greenies. <laughs> the greenies everywhere. Now, whether this is a byproduct of his mother enabling him this entire time or not Richard would start to physically intimidate his mother into giving him what he wanted Hmm. which if we remember back to him being denied the car from his father well Richard would start to intimidate his mother for a few items allegedly one of the items would be the chest holster for his pistol but the main one he wanted was that motor vehicle at least he's honest with his wants. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I was going to be bullying my mom around for money. <laughs> I, I don't think I would tell her it was for a chest holster <laughs> for my pistol. Well, this one I wasn't certain on, but then I saw there's a picture of him you can look up, and he has like the side holster uh-huh. with his pistol in it. So in his white t-shirt, and he's super thin. And he wanted uh, he wanted the one for under the armpit, I suppose, right? Ah, uh, yeah, that's actually where it is. Oh, that's the one he has. Well, it's like kind of like halfway down uh-huh. on his rib cage, but it's there. So you can cross draw, mm-hmm. like you're a real cowboy. <laughs> 
Now, his mother didn't make very much money, but she was also afraid of her son, so she started to save what little she could. But the threats had gotten so bad, she eventually took out a loan and used what little money she had to get him a car, mostly so he could go on a road trip to, quote, find himself. Yeah, yeah. Once, a vision quest. <laughs> essentially, yeah. that's what it is. Once Richard had his hands on the keys, he smiled and took off. <laughs> Seeing him finally leave for a while was a huge relief for both Pamela and Beatrice. Well, Pamela's the only one I have any pity for yeah. whatsoever. Beatrice is a raging idiot. <laughs> I hate her. And for a few weeks, Richard Chase completely disappeared. Nobody knew where he was that entire time, and even worse, nobody bothered to even inform Richard Sr. that his son had just taken off, which would have helped when he received a call from a penitentiary officer in Utah Whoa. informing him that his son had been picked up for drunk driving. He made it down to Utah. He wanted to see the Mormons. <laughs> go hang out oh, with the yeah, Mormons. Oh, yeah, that's a bad place to get caught drunk driving, I imagine. They don't like that. You can't even drink coffee and drive there, can you? you get I arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Thrown off the tavern. Starbu- you're not even allowed to. Starbucks can't even have a drive-thru. Throw that shit in the, in the salt lake. <laughs> After he was in police custody, his car would be impounded. He wouldn't give the police any contact information at the time, and he didn't have enough money to clear the fines. Because of his crazy behavior, they felt the need to place him in solitary confinement at the state prison because initially he was scaring all the other inmates. Wow. (laughs) This little twit was so crazy. (laughs) He was scaring them. They had to put him in solitary. (laughs) At the penitentiary, not just the county jail, too. Yikes. I bet he belongs in Arkham. (laughs) Even though those guys just go in and out of there as they want. Yeah, the the security in all the Batman <laughs> things, like, just terrible. How has he fought the Joker that many I, times? He puts him in know. Arkham every time. I don't. Maybe Batman's releasing him just so he can fight him again. I don't really know. That is what that Dark Knight movie tried mm. to say. They mm. needed each other. So Richard Sr. would have to drive 12 hours to pay off his son's fines <sighs> and get him out of jail. According to Richard Sr., his son looked even in even worse shape than he did when he had gotten out of the uh, house on Annadale Lane, allegedly still reeking of alcohol even after he had spent that time in jail. Yeah, because it took 12 hours to get there, so he's probably been in there 18, 20 hours Well, I think he'd been in there like a day plus that time. And he still wasn't out of his system. Yeah, so how drunk was he? I don't know. You'd have to be up there (laughs) to still be drunk like 23 hours later. (sighs) Ah. The two of them didn't make a single peep the entire time back to California, which included staying in a hotel overnight. <laughs> the no communication was apparently due to Richard Sr. being so upset. For some reason, though, once they returned to California, he was just dropped off at his mother's house once again. After Richard was back home, his road trip nor his little stint in jail did anything to improve his mental health. Well, he wasn't getting, like, rehabilitated. Well, they, he was, they sectioned him away. He was supposed to find himself, remember? Yeah, on his vision, on yeah. his chief vision quest. Uh, didn't, didn't help him at all. He was informing everyone that he had been gassed while in prison, and while he was unconscious, they had removed some of his organs. Mm-hmm. Pretty common uh, prison. Maybe flipped a few upside down. <laughs> Pretty common prison practice there. I've heard of it, yeah. <laughs> now, the event we are about to talk about 
is a pretty prime example of why, to me, Richard Chase is such a unique character as far as true crime goes. What I mean by this is it shows how he is constantly slipping in and out of lucidity, at least during this time period. And not to mention, you can like see it. It's proven, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unlike some of these guys who will obviously try and say that to get out of their horrific crimes. But this man is slipping in and out. Right. He'll eventually just be completely out. But uh, for right now, he's kind of like back and forth. Everything we talked about basically shows him acting like a madman. But somehow in certain scenarios, he he would act completely normal. Such as when he ran into a few friends who would invite him over for a nice little get together. Huh. That, as no surprise, will end disastrous. <sighs> Richard arrived at his friend's apartment that same evening. Attending the little shindig would be Richard's two male friends, the two who invited him, mm-hmm. one of their lady friends, and Richard Chase. Mm. Now, Richard, being a good guest, would bring his own bottle of liquor wrapped up in a brown paper bag. Mm-hmm. I assume he didn't share. But yeah, if you're a, if you're a real <laughs> alcoholic and it's like BYOB, you got to bring your own booze because you, you know how much booze you need to get drunk. And you can't have these uh, weekend warriors sipping on no, your- these little pussies. Sipping on your stash. The evening progressed without incident and Richard was acting completely normal. When the beer ran out, the two male friends decided to go on a beer run, leaving Richard and the girl alone in the apartment. Oh, Dios mias. Richard and the girl just sat awkwardly for a bit. After learning, uh, they didn't really have much to talk about. Mm -hmm. When all of a sudden, Richard sat on the sofa she was sitting on and began to try to grab at her breast, Mm -hmm. which caused her to immediately push him back and fall off the sofa. Mm -hmm. Good girl. He got back on his feet and continued to try to grab at her breast. Mm-hmm. This led to the girl running circles around the apartment with Richard chasing her for the next 15 minutes. The most terrifying Benny Hill ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd never heard this story before um, uh, reading this book, but it kind of makes sense. He is kind of like a weird sex freak. Dude. As well. He wants uh, to grab titties so bad. Mm-hmm. This kind of makes me wonder, like, I wonder how many other times he might have done something like this. And because it was the 70s. Yeah, yeah, obviously. You don't really bring it up. No. The interesting thing is that while she was yelling at him to stop, according to her, it almost seemed like nobody was home in Richard's head. Almost like she was talking to him and it was going right past him, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if that means... Like he was just completely lucid, or what? Or he had lost his lucidity. Right. Yes. 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 After the fifteen minutes, the two men returned to the apartment and corralled Richard, informing him that he had to leave. Mm -hmm. Richard then started screaming, "Nobody has the right to tell me where to go. This is America. (laughs) I'm free to go where I want and do what I want." Now this sounds like something a drunk person would say. To be honest with you, yeah, (laughs) yeah, or George Costanza. The three of them continued to argue for the next hour, while all while the poor girl just sat and <laughs> cried. Eventually, Richard would calm down enough and finally left. Mm. But a literal two minutes later, Richard let himself back in and he crept into one of the bedrooms. Once they spotted him, he claimed that he had left his cigarettes behind and he just needed to retrieve them. Well, you weren't in the bedroom at all, <laughs> well, Richard. I, that's the thing. I don't... 
I don't know what he was planning. Like, is he going to hide in there? Like, I don't know. <sighs> Interesting. They once again demanded that Richard get the hell out of their apartment. This time, though, things turned physical. Mm. But seeing as Richard was a scraggly, skinny man. Mangy. He was easily out overpowered by the two other men. Mm-hmm. But during the shuffle, Richard's pistol fell out of his waistband. God damn it, Mom. Why didn't you give me that holster? <laughs> Apparently, Richard didn't even notice, but one of the men did and took it away from him. Hell yeah. Realizing that he didn't have the physical strength to overpower the two men, Richard yelled out, Call the cops if you want. I don't give a shit. Nobody (laughs) can tell me what to do. Nobody! Still, George Costanza. (laughs) So, they did as he asked and called the cops. Richard was taken away by the police to spend the night in jail. Interestingly... If one of the men would have mentioned the gun that Richard had, they would have found out that he was illegally possessing it and would have resulted in a stiffer sentence. And I'm almost positive this is the gun he kills people with. So they gave it back to him. They will eventually. We'll get to that point. Holy shit. But they, he, it's in their apartment for a while till Richard comes back to get it. Wow. Hey, you can't call these two guys snitches, but no. goddamn, I wish they were. Uh, yeah, it, I, obviously that's like a chaos theory, but uh, but thinking about it, a whole lot of shit would have changed if that gun would not fall back into his hand. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely, we're definitely uh, uh, trying to paint things that we have no evidence about, right, but hey, right. it's hard to get a gun sometimes. Once again, Richard Sr. had had to come to the aid of his son and get him out of jail. This time, when he dropped him off at his mother's house, Richard Sr. argued with his ex-wife that his son could no longer stay at her house. Yeah. His behavior was getting worse the longer he lived with his mother. Beatrice eventually would relent, and they would agree to ship Richard to his grandma's house. Okay, so his de- Richard Sr. didn't want him again. Yeah. But he was also running out of money from having to go gas up his truck and go get his son <laughs> every day from God knows where. Yeah, I... But grandma might not be the answer. She's old and frail, and he's scraggly and angry. I d- honestly, I don't know if it was because of their fight they didn't want to live together, or I, I'm not really sure, but he never really goes back with his dad. He just, basically, Richard Sr. came in and said, he can't live here, but he can't live with you either. Right. Yeah. Well, we got to try to do something with them. So, in May of 1973, Richard Chase arrived in Los Angeles to get a fresh start with Grandma. Perfect. When Richard first arrived, he looked dirty, stinky, and underfed. But Grandma just assumed that her daughter had been doing a bad job at taking care of her grandson. And yes, she had. (laughs) Surely she could fix him right up. Now, Richard was actually on his best behavior when he first arrived. So Grandma figured, well, let's give him a job. Wow. His grandma owned and operated a school for developmentally challenged children. I don't like where this is going. At the time, Richard's uncle was the school's bus driver, but seeing as Richard had a license, his grandma figured this might be just the perfect job for her grandson. And at first, Richard was delighted to do this job. He enjoyed driving, and the freedom he felt while doing it was great to keep his demons at bay. The open road. It'll keep you... (laughs) Keep your head busy. Huh? Sadly, it only took three days before he started to falter. Yikes. He started arriving late to pick up some of the kids and arrived way too early to pick up others. 
The parents of the children started to complain that he was smelly and that his appearance was way too dirty, so he probably shouldn't be responsible for driving around developmentally impaired children. Or or non-developmentally impaired children, right. too. How about he should not be around society at large, <laughs> let alone the innocent little babes? I feel like somebody who has hallucinations might not be the safest person to dr- operate a car ever. Just my opinion. Grandma there. love. It's that grandma love. They're blind to it. Don't worry. Grandma has a limit, too. Good. But even after... But how bad... I mean, how could... Do you know if this is mom's mom? This or, mom's mom. Well, she is obviously a terrible mother as well because she, she raised her crazy-ass daughter. <laughs> yeah, I don't... We don't know much about grandma besides grandma. She has a, a limit. She's a businesswoman. You don't fuck with her business. Mm-hmm. Now, even after the complaints, Grandma continued to let him drive. Mm-hmm. It started to reach a head when Richard skipped out on his route to head to the emergency room because he was certain that someone had once again stolen his pulmonary artery. Yeah. Now, the doctors on scene actually treated him for a real ailment because his blood pressure was so high from his anxiety. So they had to give him stuff to kind of calm his heart rate down. Do you know that... I was on two blood pressure medications until For this reason until the Zoloft like Kicked started it. working, and then mm. I I'm on none. I mm. went back to regular blood pressure, but I had hypertension because of anxiety. So anxiety does have physical consequences. Go get treated. Absolutely. Now, what what predicament would you be in? You had high blood pressure, and then your pulmonary artery is missing. So it's just shooting the blood out of your neck. Where's it going? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I, I'm not even sure where it would go. Isn't the pulmonary in your leg? Is it? I thought it is was the, the one in your neck. In your neck I think is that carotid. The, isn't there two different ones in your neck? Maybe there is. I don't know. I, the doctor will reach out to us. I, because the... pulmonary fibrosis happens in your legs mm. if you're sitting down like on a plane for too long. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe... I think pulmonary's leg. Okay. Maybe they stole it out of his leg, the mm-hmm. bastards. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Does So do you have two of them then, maybe? You might have yeah, one in one. each, unless it's like a connected system. I don't know. I Because I guess it, he could be right if they stole the first one and they're coming after the second one, maybe. They took one of them. Mm, they, now they got the other one. <laughs> well, you ain't getting no blood out of that one. Eventually, his uncle had to come and pick him up, then yelled at him for skipping out on work for what he deemed to be medical nonsense. Yes. Well, that is. <laughs> the following day, he was put back to work without even being able to pick up the medication that the doctors had prescribed to him, which I'm assuming are blood thinners. As the days passed, he continued to worsen until his grandma had to completely take over because it was very apparent that Richard was completely unable to perform his bus driver uh, duties. <laughs> Additionally, because Richard was a- unable to work, Grandma forced him to return to his mother's less than a month after he had arrived. So Grandma grandma can't handle this shit. No, and I don't blame her. <laughs> no, like, it's you a can't, lot. You can't not pick up the kids. Mm-hmm. That's your one job is picking up the kids. Especially these children. They need to be picked up and helped, yes. obviously. Yikes. Once he was living with his mother again, his paranoia worsened as it always seemed to do. Mm-hmm. This time, he started claiming that he w- when he was feeling ill, it had to be because he was succumbing to either cardiac arrest, kidney failure, or any other sort of catastrophic illness. Mm-hmm. 
which in turn caused his mother to continuously call an ambulance for him. Of course, when they arrived, it was very apparent that he was, in fact, not having a heart attack. Just having panic attacks, and they're being fed by his mother. Um, I believe, if I remember right, it eventually got to the point where the ambulance would quit coming. Wow. Because they knew they're just wasting their time going here. Wow. That's, yeah. When you get the ambulances, <laughs> you're not in a good way if the ambulances stop coming I, to you. I uh, have ever mentioned that the the cops I think quit coming to my neighbor's house because they kept calling him or did they quit answering the phone Whoa. when they knew it was because he would call and complain about everything uh-huh. every little thing so they just quit answering the phone <laughs> that was the rumor I heard how, how did you hear that um when I had to go to like city hall uh-huh. and they found out where I lived and they immediately knew him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, that's how annoying the neighbor is. Wow. Beatrice would fall back into the habit of continuously driving Richard to the hospital. It happened so frequently that she would just simply wait in the car while Richard went inside to tell the medical staff about whatever medical issue <laughs> he was suffering from at the time. I hope they just pointed him to like a secretary oh. and were like, just ask her. Yeah. <laughs> and she just pulls out a card. How many times do you go there? Your mom's like, go in, honey, and go get yourself looked over. I'll just chill in the car and smoke cigarettes or whatever. I wish there was like a valet. <laughs> the Richard Chase Express. Right this line. way, Mr. Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. We have a special door just for you, Mr. Chase. Come VIP. On in. <laughs> Finally. Sometime in December of 1973, the medical staff did something they should have done a long time ago. Richard would enter American River Hospital in Sacramento, once again telling the nurses and doctors that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. He then went on to explain that his skull skull bones were shifting around in his head all the time. Oh, my God. Richard would be taken to see a specialist who dealt with with head injuries. Now, after speaking with Richard for a while, it became very obvious this was a mental illness issue because there wasn't the slightest inclination there was any physical damage (laughs) to his head. The doctor determined he had psychiatric disturbance of major proportions. I would say. I would say he thinks his head is a (laughs) free-floating landmass. Richard would fight with the medical staff as he was being dragged off into the psychiatric ward. You may be wondering, well, his mother was waiting in the car for him, right? Surely she would intervene. Yeah, at least come in. Well, after Richard simply didn't return to the car after an undetermined amount of time had passed, she just drove home and enjoyed a nice of peace and quiet. What the fuck is this? She's so, like, with him, but now it's like, oh, God, thank God he's gone. I'm going home. He's out of the house. Hopefully they admitted him. I'm going to go drink by myself now. (laughs) The the Dick Van Dyke show's on. I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't miss it. I'm going to open the windows to get some of this fucking B.O. out of there. His first day in the psychiatric ward proved to be interesting because the initial sedatives they gave him seemed to have zero effect on him. (laughs) Additionally, they did an extensive blood screening to find out what was actually wrong with him. The results came back showing that he had an excessive amount of recreational drugs in his system. (laughs) This complicated things because upon his first arrival, it was easy to assume that he had some sort of severe mental illness. But after the drug results came back and added to the fact that he finally calmed down after being in their care for a day, 
They just assumed his behavior must have been a byproduct of his drug abuse. They were so close to uh, Mm -hmm. making some real progress, maybe. (laughs) His mother was called in to check on him the following day. Richard pleaded with his mother that he didn't want to be confined in this place, and he acted on his best behavior through the rest of his examinations, making sure they wouldn't be able to tell he was suffering from any sort of mental illness. Because of this, his mother was able to check him out of the psychiatric ward. The doctors forewarned her to keep him away from abusing drugs. Hearing about the drugs was all Beatrice needed to hear to explain why Richard acted the way he did. Oh, I bet she loved just Mm -hmm. grasping onto that. Like, oh my gosh, it's the drugs, go figure. Dude, they leaned into this so hard. I mean, again, mental illness in the 70s was not great. So maybe you would assume that there was a lot of drugs going around. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I guess for the time, it seems like a logical California, the hippie movements in full swing, Mm -hmm. drugs are plentiful. And honestly... Sometimes I don't think this is that far off because my surgeon friend, when uh, she's doing her residency, you have to go through all the sex of the hospital and all that, right? And you have to spend time in the uh, psychiatric area. Sure. And she said, like, meth people, there were so many of them in there because meth had just, like, deteriorated their brain. Uh And, you know, they're kind of confined in there. Mm -hmm. So I guess drug abuse can lead to this, you know, I'm assuming they probably had some underlying problem as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Drugs can do this to you sometimes. They can turn your uh, brain into a fried egg. (laughs) Right. Some of them. Some of them. Yes. The biggest hurdle was that it was nearly impossible for his mother to keep a watchful eye over Richard at all hours of the day. So both Richard Sr. and Beatrice would work together on keeping an eye on him by having him constantly shift in between their homes. Even though it was much more difficult for Richard to get his hands on his form of self-medication, his mental health wasn't improving at all. Because Richard started to believe that he was the reincarnation of one of the younger brothers who were members of Jesse James's gang. Hey. It's kind of a cool one, though. Hey, that's got a Minnesota tie-in, too. (laughs) I'd never heard of the younger brother. How the fuck did he hear about it? Yeah, yeah, the younger brothers, they're pretty pretty famous in that story. In that story, yeah. In Minnesota, and they... In the Jesse James lore. Is Okay, did he come through Minnesota? Uh-huh. Is that what North Branch, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Okay. He robbed the bank there, left some bullet holes. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah. I, you know what's weird about North Branch? It's actually south of us. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Inter- yeah. Inter- very interesting. I wonder if it's like a North Branch <laughs> of a river or something. I don't know. Oh, that could be. That could be. Additionally, his aggressive tendencies towards certain members of his family would continuously flare up. One of the adverse effects of having his parents monitoring and searching through his things all of the time was that it was feeding into his deep-seated paranoia, which they probably didn't really realize they were doing. Certainly. Interestingly, unbeknownst to his parents, after being released from the hospital, Richard decided to apply for social security assistance and welfare. Wow. Now, Richard would need to undergo a physical examination to prove that he was medically unable to work. While Richard loved a good medical examination, (laughs) he knew he needed to be careful with this one and not reveal that he was acting too crazy. Mm -hmm. In the end, the doctor judged him to be neurotic, 
but not insane, thus successfully giving him a new source of income. Excellent. So he's, yeah. he's good in that. They've, uh, they've dropped neurotic from- Have they? Yeah, I don't think anybody- uh, I don't think anybody gets diagnosed as neurotic anymore. Really? Yeah. Um, I Well, I assume that's just kind of under the larger scope of other mel- mental illnesses, yeah. right? Well, I mean, all the Seinfeld characters are neurotic, <laughs> for sure. I mean, at, at, at certain points, every human on Earth gets a little neurotic, You right? have to, yeah, because you know. it's all about yourself anyway. That's the only like frame of reference <sighs> you can actually have. Right. But at some point, you have to think about others. After this, Richard's mental stability continued its downward spiral. Although he started to eat properly and bathe again, the only difference was this time he insisted that he was the one who made the food to ensure it wasn't being poisoned. He would also press orange slices against his forehead because he believed he could absorb the vitamins from this way. Yeah. Which honestly, I feel like people in California might try this. I feel if you're thinking about weird ways to try new medical things this is california is the way to go so. you got some good vitamin c receptors mm. in your forehead skin <laughs> do you think it works on the orange candies as well and put them oh, on there oh maybe a can of mandarin oranges <laughs> mm, yummy mm. if he saw a milk carton open in the fridge he would first smell it and add dish soap to it get before, out of here <laughs> before drinking it to ensure that it hadn't been tampered with hachi machi i maybe the the, the oh. soap would um per, like interact with the poison. Maybe it's like know... that cactus bunch or whatever you have at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, the cactus like drug diffuser thingy. Yeah, that is a nightmare. <laughs> we should be like, why are we going through so much dish soap? <sighs> God, and why is my milk always so frothy? <laughs> <laughs> why is the milk so good at washing dishes? I don't know why. <laughs> After Richard had read an article in a medical magazine about heart patients, he decided that he wanted his mother to purchase him an oxygen tent to guarantee his safety. Awesome. What the fuck is this? It's, uh, you know, so it's not like actually a tent, right? Is it something that goes over your head? No, they like block off the rooms. I guess maybe it is a tent if you're doing it at home, but in the like ICU, they put like plastic all over the thing and mm. keep the oxygen boosted up in the room. Gotcha. Well, I guess that's uh, what he wants for his house yeah. or his room. He wants an oxygen tank and a, <laughs> a, a, a camper tent. As many times as his mother had his, had enabled his antics, this time she flat out told him no. Whoa. Which caused Richard to lose his temper, oh. and he would proceed to slap her across the face. Mm-hmm. Now, because Richard had been eating properly, he was much stronger and had much more more force behind it when he hit her. Right. When he slapped his mother, it knocked one of her teeth loose, and she fell to the floor unconscious. And that's like an open-handed punch then. <sighs> yeah. Richard then just left the house like nothing had even happened. She wouldn't buy him a tent? I, I Yeah, don't slap your mom if she won't buy you an oxygen tent, I guess. She wouldn't uh, let him have his little <laughs> sleeping tri- camping trip in the backyard. Uh, come on, kids, let's go camp out in the oxygen tent in the backyard. Fuck Sounds yeah. like a fun time. Hell yeah. When he returned home later that day, he was greeted by having his bag, bags packed and his father sitting alone in the house waiting for him. Wow. His mother and father this time decided he was too dangerous to continue living here, so they would help him rent basically a studio apartment on Cannon Street, 
perhaps as a last-ditch effort to help their son. Uh, it's not going to work. There was only one rule, that if Richard consumed any more drugs, the rent payments would stop immediately. Yeah, you going to come hang out at the apartment and make sure I'm not <laughs> doing drugs, Mom and Dad? They get, they're bringing the box of the Walgreens drug test ah, to his house. Right. They're going to test the strips to test his pee. Perfect. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it's just like a, a threat. overall threat. Yeah. yeah. While at this new apartment, Richard didn't have a car, so instead he would ride his bicycle everywhere. Now, because his parents had no idea that he was receiving money from the government, Richard would ride his bicycle around and purchase books, magazines, and other things for his (laughs) self-improvement, none of which were actually helpful for his psyche. These are a lot of like the uh, UFO Nazi shit books like that. His conspiracy books. Yeah. He also rode over to that apartment that he had caused such a scene at previously to retrieve his gun. There we go. His excuse to his friend for acting the way he he did was that he was being mind-controlled and poisoned. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Here's your gun, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Here you go. If someone showed up at your door saying they've been mind-controlled and poisoned, sir, have some guns, please. Take an extra one on your way out. Which we would initially think is nuts, but his friend just assumed that he ha- he was talking about being on drugs. Mm, like that's the new way? Yeah. I was mind-controlled and poisoned, man. The drugs the drugs were mind-controlling Ooh. me and poisoning me, dude. I just had to grab titties and, <laughs> and scream. So Richard once again had his beloved twenty two caliber pistol. Mm. It was while Richard was out riding his bicycle around when he stumbled upon something that really caught his eye. A rabbit farm. Oh. At first, he would just come by and visit the little bunnies and watch them running around their little pens. After a few days, he started to become friendly with the owners, which in turn led him to purchasing a rabbit every single day. Now, I know Pip, you know, she loves her rabbits and I love rabbits. We have fans who love their rabbits. These are these people selling rabbits as pets or are they why are they letting him buy one every day? Unless it's a food f- rabbit yeah. farm but jeez, man wouldn't they kill him for you then or Probably. just sell you the meat yeah uh like... this is yeah they should <laughs> cut him off after day three yeah, nobody needs that many rabbits no like, what are you doing with the rabbits it i don't know the amount of time but it sounds like it's literally like months of this every day god damn he would take the rabbits home kill them on his kitchen counter and then consume them mm-hmm now, the interesting question to ask, was Richard doing this at first because he clearly enjoyed killing the animal, or was he doing this because it was the only food that he believed was safe to consume because in his mind, he had been the only one tampering with it, yeah. thus it could not be poisoned. Could also be why he wouldn't buy the meat straight up right? buy a rabbit. So I, I don't really know. Maybe it's probably a mixture of both, to Man, be honest Man, why don't you do you. it with like a chicken or something? <laughs> he likes... The thing is, he 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 later says like he views rabbits as like little machines, little toy machines. So uh, killing them wasn't like a big deal to him. Gotcha. Because it's like killing a little toy. What Kinda an idiot! Weird. Yeah. What an idiot! <laughs> I don't know. Very strange. Richard soon felt himself feeling rejuvenated. He felt stronger than he had in many years. So he began to believe that he was consuming not only the rabbit but also the life essence from said rabbit. Sure. Which led him to start to believe the real power of the life essence 
was held in the rabbit's blood. Naturally, naturally. Every time he would kill a rabbit to roast it, he would generally drain its blood and either drink it or just toss it away. But he wondered if there was a way to get the powerful life essence into his body faster and more effectively, which led him to believe a direct shot into the bloodstream would do it. (sighs) I'm going to pass out. I'm turning white over here. You're not supposed to shoot rabbit blood. You're not even supposed to shoot regular blood. This is what happens. You smoke one marijuana and you start injecting rabbit's blood. Damn. So he would take a syringe, load it up with fresh rabbit's blood, and shoot it directly into his arm. Uh Richard, at first, felt alive and powerful. He would then finish off the process by roasting and eating the rabbit he had taken the blood from. After a while, he realized that there was something different about this particular rabbit. Something was wrong. He began to feel flush and prickly all over his body. He So he would remove all of his clothing down to his underwear and eventually passed out on the floor. When his father came by to pay Richard a visit on April 26, 1976, he would find his son lying on the ground passed out. He was extremely feverish and even more delirious than normal. After fighting with Richard for a bit, just trying to get him to put his clothes on, Richard Sr. managed to rush him to the hospital. Seeing as he had such a high fever, he was quickly admitted. And he thinks it's from eating that fucking rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Not putting that fucking blood in it. No, he thinks it's just strictly from a poisoned rabbit. (laughs) Richard had to be strapped down to the bed because of how frantic he had became. It was while he was in one of his frenzied states that he blurted out, The rabbit was bad. He was a bad rabbit. (laughs) His father was able to calm him down a little bit and get him to tell a little more about what had happened, Richard said. I ate the rabbit, but there was something wrong with it. It had battery acid in it. It must have drunk battery acid (laughs) or absorbed it. And now it's eating through into my bloodstream. It was the fucking rabbit. Look, I see all the ladies who have rabbits on Instagram feeding their rabbits battery acid. Yeah, they lick a die hard every now and then. <laughs> they just grind up nine volt batteries and put it in their little food dish mm-hmm. there. <laughs> but, uh, technically, if he ate the Energizer battery or Energizer bunny, bunny right there, maybe that's what he cooked up. He injected Energizer bunny blood in his system. Maybe here. this is where Energizer got the idea. <laughs> what if it was? That'd be fucking insane. <laughs> No, after hearing this, they assumed it had to be from food poisoning, but his symptoms were much, much different than what food poisoning hap- does to you. So he is, But he was showing the signs of sepsis, a.k.a. blood poisoning. Mm-hmm. The doctors put together a treatment plan for sepsis, and the inf- infection would slowly retreat back to the initial injection site. This is crazy... That it does this. It, like the redness just kind of follows back yeah. to where it's from. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Richard would have to spend the next week in the hospital. While in his delusional, fever-stricken state, he started to rant all, of, all about the things he had mostly kept secret up to this point. The aliens after him, the Nazis after him, the mind control, the fact that the voices in his head were talking to him telepathically, mm-hmm. all things of that nature. So along with a court order, because he was considered to be not only a danger to himself, but also to others, Richard would be forced to be committed to American River Hospital's mental ward. This is where he was before. Yeah. Even though he was able to trick them previously about it just being a byproduct of drug abuse, 
This time, they knew he was displaying all the signs of someone suffering from paranoid schizophrenia, so he wasn't going to be getting out nearly as easily. Yeah, it's a lot easier to yeah. to trick him once. And most hospitals, like like his mother, are more than ready to just say, definitely it's the drugs. The drugs right. are what's doing it. Right. And they don't realize that he's self-medicating paranoid schizophrenia with drugs. Well, okay, technically we're in the Nixon era right now, right? Uh-huh. And Nixon was big on, like, anti-mental health. Like, he's he was one of the biggest causes for them shutting down state asylums and then just, like, throwing the people out on the streets, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was really cool. <sighs> he's not a good guy. Oh, I watched the Watchmen movie the other night. Mm-hmm. In 4K, it's fucking actually great in 4K. Beautiful? Mm-hmm. Mm, I, lo- I actually really like that movie. It's a good movie. Through his first battery of examinations, Richard didn't hold anything back. He told them all about his sicknesses, his missing <laughs> arteries, his shrinking heart, the voices in his head and all things like that. And his upside down stomach. Yeah, everything. <laughs> This was enough for the hospital to gain conservatorship over him through the courts, which meant he would be forcibly returned to the hospital if he escaped or if he left. Sure. Two days later, Richard did escape from the hospital. He figured that his apartment was being watched, so he headed to the only other place he thought he could get help, his father's house. Ironically, Richard Sr. was already sitting awake waiting for him because the hospital had contacted him about Richard escaping. Richard Sr. gave his son a big hug and told him he was not he was going to take him somewhere where he wouldn't hurt anymore. Uh-oh. The That's two- heaven. <laughs> if this is, uh, what's that book you always reference? Of Mice and Men. Of Mice and Men. Yeah, he's going to take him down to the river and tell him he can, <laughs> he can play with all the rabbits he wants. <laughs> this part actually makes me really sad. The two of them got into the car and just drove off into the countryside, which proved to have a calming effect on Richard, so much so he ended up falling asleep in the car. When he finally woke up, he figured out they were parked outside of American River (sighs) Hospital. Richard Sr. told his son, These people are going to help you get over that bad rabbit. They're going to help your strength back. They'll take good care of you. It's so sad to me. Without a fight, Richard got out of the car and headed off into the hospital, finding himself rather calm and at peace once he was inside of his hospital room. The hospital then planned to move Richard to Beverly Manor to receive long-term psychopharmacology treatment, basically just trying to figure out what the right mixture of medications would be to help Richard. But would they be able to pull this off? That's where we're going to pick up from part three. Oh, are they going to be able to pull it off? <sighs> no. But... Uh, actually, you're going you're to be surprised. There is one factor that <laughs> will come as no surprise um, that is going to, you know, ultimately lead to his downfall of getting him out of there. Mm. You can probably guess what that is. Mm. But uh, mm. uh, yeah, the next week's episode is going to be very brutal. Okay. Very, very brutal. Yeah, he does awful things, and we haven't really gotten to them yet. No, because the main thing is he's like a spree killer, technically, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. he he does all of his shit within like three weeks, I think. So it's it's really, really, it comes really, really fast. Yeah, he's not exactly a planner, is he? So like even in his 
quote unquote normal life. So he's not going to be like a Zodiac or a BTK or something like that. No, he he's a, a legend. They they always talk about him being like the prime example of a dis, disorganized killer. Sure, because he just kind of like sees what he wants and then just does it really quick. Brutal. I don't Very like brutal. it. And uh, I don't like him, and I don't like his mama. And I, no, I'm, no. I'm starting to come around on his papa a little bit, but mm. he's still a problem. Yeah, it's, I don't, I, I feel like his dad's constantly trying to do the right thing. And like the, the hug thing, I guess I left it out, but they said that was the first time they've ever hugged. Whoa. Yeah. So I think his dad is a lot more progressive than his mom, where he's like, clearly you need mental yeah. health help. And his, know? well, his dad beat the shit out of him yeah. as a kid too it's really not a good spot no. and richard's not in a good spot even right now and mm. next week he'll not be in a good spot no. either no 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 well he will be for a few years great or no i'm sorry he will be for a while and then he'll go off the rest <laughs> well when he goes off he's he's the go-off king yeah oh yes oh, oh yes oh. absolutely all right, fantastic job. If you thought he did fantastic, what you can do is send us a form submission on BumblebuttPodcast.com. It comes right to us like a regular email. It's a lot of fun. Hell and we yeah. have one from Becky in regards to last week. Ooh. The subject is seeing a doctor under age 18. Hi, guys. I'm excited to hear the rest of your series on Richard Chase. You spoke about someone under 18 seeing a doctor without having parents' permission. Fun fact, you still need a parent's permission to treat anyone under 18. When I was 17, I drove myself to the walk-in for an ear infection, and they made me call my mom to say it was okay that I was seen. That is ridiculous. Keep up the good work. Love your podcast. Appreciate all the time and commitment you put into it. Becky. They need to change that. Maybe I had only heard it for um, Planned Parenthood, maybe? Mm. You didn't have to tell your parents mm. that maybe that's what I was thinking of. Um, well, if because... you have an ear infection next time, Becky, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> They give you a condom and put over your ear. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's still that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Technically, the hospital is more concerned about getting their money. I would assume. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, they want that cheddar, cheddar, cheddar. Your, your parents probably got the money. You might not have the money. Oh yes. Well. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. That's it's too bad. Like oh. you're 17. What are we? Where are we going to bill this to? If anybody from different countries, I'm I'm gonna assume uh, Becky's from America. Mm-hmm. I wonder if other countries it's the same. Let us thing. know, yeah. internationals. Let us know if you can see a doctor by yourself without having to tell mumsy and dadsy before you're 18 years of age. That would be great. Another thing you can definitely do uh, is buy a shirt from BumblebuttPodcast.com. Yeah. We got them in stock. Hell yeah! Uh, support us on Patreon. You go to Patreon.com/slash/BumblebuttPodcast. We have two new Patreons this week, Cody. Hell yeah. We need to thank Amy and Sarah. Thank you so much. Arigato gozaimasu. Actually, you know what? Um, I just finished up the upcoming month's cards. It's going to be the first. I want to. The art was so cool that I did. I had to turn it into a power up card. Whoa. But. But. I promise you, I'm really proud of my work. Whoa, we got I a power-up card yeah, coming. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful. And I hope one day when we we get rich and famous, we can turn this into a real A product. real card game. Well, yeah. a real product that we could sell in grocery stores. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Abu Nai. I can't <laughs> wait to see what it is. Keep your eyes out for that. Patreons, especially $15 and above, you'll get a wonderful Bumblebutt Podcast Pokemon card in the month. In the mail every month. 
another great way to keep in touch with us is to go to Instagram.com slash BumblebuttPodcast or Twitter.com slash BumblebuttPod. And, of course, be a hero. Hit the follow button on the Spotify. And uh, uh, also, leave a five-star review on the Apple iTunes. It really helps. This week, we got three. Hell yeah. Um, We got two written. Thank you to the third person. Uh, We'll read the first one here. Just discovered this show by Breezy G. Breezy G. And I wish I discovered it sooner. Cody and Adam are absolutely hilarious. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Breezy G. One of my favorite by Creeper Kitty. Great stuff to keep me awake on night shift. Just got into into podcasts in the last year. Glad I came across this one. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Who was that? Creeper? Uh, Creeper Kitty. Creeper Kitty. Appreciate I, it. I feel like all kitties are creepers, but, uh, but not, no not the people like the animals. Especially when you're taking a shit. <laughs> uh, we also have one in here from Apple Canada. Hell yeah. This one says, great production, but one stars, ignorant <laughs> frat boy crap from Rich685 yeah. in Canada. Thank you, Rich. I thought the ca- Canada was supposed to be nice people. I just don't. I just. Whoa, that's the thing. They're nice when they're face to face, but they're passive aggressive, backstabby mm. types. Rich six eight five. He obviously hates us. I get. Well, but I'm sorry. Any Rich. review's a good review, right? Because all right. that means is people are interacting with your show, and he Apple did, likes. He that. did say great production. He said he we just, sound good. He just didn't like our alleged frat boy behavior. I don't know even know what that means. I don't even own one polo. Yeah, I do. I got do you, some polos. Yeah. Do you have the the poker or the golf hat? Or is no. It the tennis hat. No. no. The visor. The visor. I yeah. have uh, Ralph Lauren polo jeans. Okay. I love them. All right. They're so comfortable. All right. Well, you're halfway there. You're halfway there. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you very much, Cody, for Thank being here. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. And remember, everybody, you know what to do, everybody. My name's been Adam, and you need to have a fucking great weekend, unless it's fucking. Do you understand me? <laughs>